It's 8.35 and I know there's uh, people keen to uh, hear another word of wisdom filled uh, uh, subject on the Wednesday morning discussion. So wait no further. Here is Dr. Andrew Corbett. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Cameron. Yeah, look, it's actually been quite encouraging how many people have said that they're listening, they enjoy listening. So thank you. It, look, it, it, hmm. I, I know that some people don't mean to be encouraging, but you are. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What a wonderful way to put that. Yeah, there you go. Cameron, today we're going to look at something that's going to, I think, be quite confronting for people. And that is we're looking at the four stages of accountability. Now, one of the things that I've learned, and I want to to preface this by just a couple of things. Firstly, most people would know that I'm a, a pastor. I've been pastoring uh, for nearly 30 years and pastoring Lagana Christian Church down the road for uh, 20 years in that anniversary comes up wow. in a uh, few weeks. Not a day older than 35. <laughs> well, you don't look it anyway. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to send you to an optometrist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Before that, I was involved in business management. So I was... I was uh, uh, someone who uh, worked for a large company and had about 120 staff and an, an annual budget in in the millions. So that, that's a part of my background, and, and and I say that because one of the common things between being in business and being involved in pastoring, which is people, people is that is the activity. That's the central activity of what uh, a pastor is all about. Is that you you're dealing with people that have often got issues that they struggle to overcome and they they are also people who are under in both contexts they're people under instruction sometimes when you as every parent discovers when you instruct your child there's resistance there's pushback and when your child is no longer a child and they become a teenager, which I consider to be a young adult, that pushback sounds like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> it's like, And if that's not corrected, if that's not dealt with, and if that child, that teenager, doesn't come to understand that throughout life you will only reach your potential if you can learn that someone else may actually be able to help you all right now i haven't had a military background but i'm a deep admirer of the of military processes because when i was when i was in business and now as a pastor and and by the way as a pastor i serve on uh, two national boards i'm a director on on uh, two companies national companies and i'm also involved in I'm on the board of about five not-for-profits. So when it comes to the the whole realm of um, um, companies and, and managing people and business and so on, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily a stranger. Now, that's not meant to be a brag. That's just meant to be, look, just understand where I'm coming from with this, that when I say that business and church life and, and uh, people, particularly... Now I'm introducing this concept of military. There's some very common things that any organisation or business who deals with people has to go through with their key people. 
and that involves training um, pastors the bulk of what we pastors do is actually training it, it's actually training people with the skills for life to be able to take the principles of our creator and help people to understand this is who you're created to be all right so in doing that when i look at the military they have they have some systems in place which which are time tested time proven and these principles date back to people like alexander the great so they're not they're not anyone who's served in the military understands that there are certain basic training things that you have to do and part of that is that they want you from the get-go to learn how to be corrected how to take orders and i suppose if we were to be blunt we would say that that looks like breaking your will and every parent knows that they're born with a child who has a strong will the the parent <clears throat> who has a child and discovers that their child has a strong will and thinks oh my gosh i'm the only parent in the entire world that has had a child born with a strong will probably hasn't met any other parents and probably hasn't met any other children if that's the way they think we we soon realize that everyone is born with a very very strong will and it needs to be curbed it needs to be dealt with i want to make one point about just what's happening in society generally on this basis and then i want to talk about these these four stages of accountability and these are really important in fact the more i think about it and the more i look at people who reach their potential they have this ability to go from wherever they're at to where they want to be and need to be and they can they they seem to do it and and, and people look at it and go i i don't know I, i'm it seems like i'm doing exactly what you're doing and yet you've just zoomed past me and you've you've had this phenomenal success and i i think i'm doing exactly the same and i'm not having anywhere near the success that you're having why is that what's going on well there's there's these four stages of accountability that i absolutely guarantee you in every instance of someone who reaches their potential they have had to go through these four stages so we'll, we'll come to that in a moment all right so the four stages of accountability god has actually our creator has ordained three institutions in our society for accountability and it's necessary accountability we are all creatures who don't like accountability and at the same time we absolutely need it we absolutely need it how many people would have got up monday morning and gone to work if there was no accountability to do so cameron um not many not many <laughs> that's right <laughs> it was interesting listening to the newscast before where they were talking about you know we've got this what what appears to be they've done this audit on public servant uh, work hours in our state and they've discovered that some public servants as we heard just on the the state news there some public servants are absent more than they're present in their job yeah, and, I can understand that. And that's with accountability, Cameron. Yeah. And, and in fact, that report is actually a part of the accountability process. So God has actually ordained three institutions that pretty much every one of us should be in some measure accountable to. 
the first one is family that that is you you're born into a family you've got a mum and a dad who both bring different aspects of how that accountability is transacted and this can be a really hard lesson for every new dad every new mum because you go from being someone who hasn't got that responsibility now you're responsible to hold someone accountable and that becomes really 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 difficult if you haven't learned to be accountable yourself because it's so easy just to give in it's so easy just to let that that uh, wild nature that your child is born with just to have its full expression but god has ordained that you mum and dad are the first the first institution that child experiences whereby they experience accountability and that that looks like well we'll, we'll talk about what that looks like in a moment the second one that everyone is subject to is government at various levels you, you ever ever parked your car in town karen come you, you've gone off to do you know gone off to do something and then realized oh no is that the time and yes. you've come you've come back yes. <laughs> and there's that pesky little white and burgundy yes. sticker on your window yes yeah okay so what's happening there the government is holding you accountable that's Be- very true it's yeah another it's not it's, and it's your own fault if if uh mayor van zetten is listening uh good morning <laughs> my rego number is <laughs> just put a word <laughs> anyway. no i can't do that of course i can't because i've got every one of us has got to be accountable and we don't like it but we need it can you imagine what would happen to the parking in our city if there was no accountability at all it would be mm. absolutely bedlam it would be it would be bedlam because when you don't have strong accountability you you end up with chaos so the second institution that god has ordained to curb evil to curb bad behavior is government and the third institution which everyone will benefit from if this is healthy and there may there may be people listening now who who don't have this third tier of divinely ordained uh, a divinely ordained institution for curbing bad behavior and that is the church so there's some amazing statistics that have come out about people and the the health the psychological health their emotional well-being their state of mind mental health and so on outcomes by simply attending church regularly in fact we hear uh, some of our little 60-second uh, spots that we play from Matt Prater, a good friend of mine. And Matt has got some really insightful little things about, you know, what, what happens just by simply going to church and participating in the spiritual disciplines of prayer and worship and hearing the, 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 the God's Word taught and so on. And, and the, the, the profoundly beneficial effect that has on people's well, overall well-being. So God has ordained family, government, and the church as his three institutions, his three agents for uh, keeping any person accountable. All right, so what are the four stages of accountability? Well, I'm very glad you asked, Cameron, and we're going to get into them. (laughs) 
when we come I back was from about this, to. I was about to ask. <laughs> when we come back from this first music break. All right, we'll be back with Dr. Andrew Corbett very soon here on YFM. Hope you're enjoying the message so far. And we're talking today with Dr. Andrew Corbett during the Wednesday morning discussion about the four stages of accountability uh, and how only they can uh, help somebody reach their potential. So, Andrew, what are the four stages of accountability? Well, Cameron, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we sound, I don't know what we sound like, something off the Muppets or something. Something anyway. like Ben and Bill, Be, Bill and Ben the flat. No, there you no. go. Well, we'd be hip blop, hip blop. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you, <laughs> Therese, who's just sent a text in. And by the way, you can, you can uh, tweet along, you can Facebook along. You'll see, if you go to the WaveFM Facebook page, you'll see, oftentimes we put little notices up, little advices that this is what's coming up on WaveFM. Uh, our princess, uh, our Twitter princess Emma, is keeping that up to date all the time. So you'll see that. Also, you might want to have a look at our new website. Mm, our new website's been new, yes. revamped, and I'll I'll talk about that in a moment yes. as well. But there are no just, pictures of me up there this time at this point in time. <laughs> there are, there no, are. No. You just got to go. I think you go to the programs section. So it's ah. all changed, and you'll be able to take away FM. Uh, pretty much anywhere, if you've got an iPhone or a smart device, you'll be able to uh, listen on the go, anytime, anywhere. And uh, Therese uh, has just said, uh, good morning. If I wasn't accountable to get out of this car this morning to go to work, I wouldn't, just to finish listening to this amazing topic. Oh, there you go. There you go. She says, thank you. You're always encouraging. Well, that's nice. There's a comment that's come in from yeah. someone. Of course, we've got people listening, uh, not just around our city. We've also got people listening all around our state as well so thank you very much again as i said there oftentimes people don't mean to be encouraging but they are so thank you yeah. and that it's really nice just also by the way way fm is you know we we have had just some phenomenal shows of support recently from uh, hundreds and hundreds of listeners i carry around with me literally carry around with me hundreds of slips of paper that came in during our recent appeal, our recent Radiothon. And, and on those slips of paper are comments from people about how, how much they have enjoyed and benefited from the listening to AFM. So thank you very much. And it's, it's just so, again, it's just so encouraging. Now, one of the things that we're going to do, just to let you know, we're actually... We're actually very concerned that that our city, our valley, is under all kinds of uh, economic pressure. And the, the next phase for us as a station in what we're trying to do, because we, we, we know, based on, on the recent feedback that we got, we're connecting with individuals. We're connecting with people who are married and perhaps struggling in their marriage and they're appreciating the marriage tips and marriage advice they get. We're also connecting with families, mums and dads, who perhaps are struggling with, with parenting children at various stages, and they've told us how much they're benefiting from WFM. We know we're connecting with the lonely. The, we, we've, we had several people in live during our recent Radiothon who shared yeah. their story that they were driven to utter despair where they were... In fact, two of our guests were suicidal. They were going to take their lives. Then they heard something on YFM. It stopped them. 
and it caused them to reassess and to turn their lives around. So we know we're connecting with individuals, with with uh, married couples and with families and we're connecting with teens who perhaps are doing it tough as well now what we want to do is help we want to help another sector of our society and that is the business community i've already mentioned that i've come from uh, a business background i grew up in a home where my uh, my parents were in business and and from a very young age i was involved in the family business and that involved uh, a, a business that grew from from one outlet to around about a dozen or so outlets, and and so I've I've come from that background, and I've, we've we've got something to offer, and this is what we want to do as a station, is help businesses, and so in a couple of weeks, middle of August, at the Tailray Centre, we're putting on, we're bringing down one of Australia's leading marketing consultants, and uh, uh, Phil Gray is going to be conducting at no cost, there's no charge to this a one-hour marketing and sales presentation. Now, Phil specializes, He's a. Th- this is someone who's paid thousands of dollars a day as a consultant, and his track record is just phenomenal. In, in fact, many businesses report that in, within two or three years that they've had a 600% growth in their, their business results. So some amazing insights to be gained in the realm of marketing and sales and profitability and, and things like that. What we're doing is we are sending out an invitation to every business that employs people in our city. So if you're a sole trader and you want to be involved in this, just just contact us. But at the moment, we're, we're particularly targeting those businesses that we think would really benefit. And this is a part of what we're doing to help engage in the business and commercial arena. So it's it's uh, grow your business you, you if you run a business and you you employ people in our city australia post will be delivering to you a uh, like a postcard a dl size postcard and you'll recognize it it's got a guy with green grass growing out his head <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> now, you know when you said that i immediately thought of uh, green grass from uh, heartbeat but it's not quite the same, is it? No, not at all. Anyway. And if I actually knew what that was, I would definitely say no. But I, even you, though I haven't you watched? Oh, you didn't, obviously no don't idea. watch Heartbeat. No okay, no I'll forget about it then. Um, oh dear. So, Uneducated. <laughs> just no class. All right. So uh, no culture. So uh, you will receive a, an invitation card, and on there you'll see a link uh, well, there's, there's the website, wayfm.org.au, but if you go wayfm.org.au slash events, what you'll see there is it will take you to a picture of that card that you've received plus the session time. So these are one-hour sessions. They start Wednesday, August 12. They go uh, Thursday the 13th and Friday the 14th. They start at about 10 a.m. 10 a. There's a 10 a.m. session, a 12.30, 3.30, and 5.30 session. And then on the Friday, there's those sessions as well, plus a breakfast at 7.30. So you can book in for those. The seats are limited. There's, there's only a certain number that we can cater for. And what you're going to hear are some, some of the best pieces of advice that you, you'll get in an hour on on sales and marketing, plus we as YFM are going to present to you some one-time 
offers, some one-time only offers. In other words, if you if you come during this time, we are going to make some commitments that we just we we just physically, literally cannot make any other time of year because, as you will hear, the promotion that I've put together that we're putting on air, we're we're actually offering something called exclusivity during those three days. In other words, first in, best dressed. We will make a commitment to any business that takes up the, the, the packages that we're going to offer, which are generally about a fifth the cost of anything else that you'll find in the commercial arena. And we will off, we will also add to that a number of incentives, including exclusivity. So if, if you're in a business category and you sign up on one of these packages, we will give you exclusivity. In other words, we will not take an ad for the next 12 months from any of your competitors. So this is this. So not only is it a good deal, just forget that bit, it's just a good deal anyway, but we're going to add that to it. All right, Cameron, you can see more, people can see more about that if they go to wayfm.org.au slash events. We're going to come back after the nine o'clock news and I'm actually going to answer your question, yeah, I Cameron. Say, no, you haven't answered my question yet. <laughs> we'll get to it, okay. but we've got to go to news right, and come back the after news that. Now. Yeah, they do, don't they, Cameron? And we are talking about the four stages of accountability that help someone reach their potential. In fact, you can only reach your potential if you go through these four stages of accountability it's just it's not it's it's just not possible any other way you have to go through these stages of accountability all right what's the the first stage of accountability i've already mentioned that god has ordained three institutions to hold people accountable the first institution is family. So this is where mums and dads are going to come into the picture because mums and dads hold their children accountable. They teach their, their children those those things that lead them to begin this journey of accountability. Right? The first stage of accountability is the accountability the accountability to do what's right. That's the first stage of accountability to do what's right so this is where knowing these three institutions we have family we have government and we have the church so when we're teaching what's right we 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 soon pick up that lying is not right and we understand that Mm. telling the truth is what's right so that's the first stage and there's There's a number of things that everyone needs to learn to to understand what's right. Now, the the thing about this this aspect of accountability, learning what's right, right from wrong, is according to the Word of God, we are all created with a sense, an intuitive sense of what is right and wrong. So when we are told from the earliest years the youngest years what is right and what is wrong we're not we're not being told this as if it's something we don't already know we're actually in in a very real sense we're actually being reminded of it in fact i would say not because 
<clears throat> I'm making it up because I think I have good grounds to say it, good reasons to say it, that of the three institutions that God has ordained to hold people accountable, that each of those three institutions at this level of right and wrong are, are reminding people of what is right and wrong. They're reminding people. So we know that murder is wrong. We, we learn this. We, we know that lying is wrong. We know that stealing is wrong. We learn the virtues, the right virtues, generosity, kindness, those things. And parents hold their children accountable at that level. And children pretty quickly get it. In fact, uh, you'll be amazed at how many children develop a very strong sense of justice by by being held accountable at this level, uh, this stage uh, of what's right and what's wrong. Okay, so uh, we we then go to the next stage. So the first stage is right and wrong. And by the way, each of these stages of accountability also serve another purpose. They help someone to make decisions. And sometimes in life, in fact, uh, increasingly as you go through life, you'll be faced with dilemmas. You'll be faced with uncertainty. You'll be faced with this real problem of, I don't know what to decide. I don't know what to do. And each of these stages of accountability actually inform our decisions. Here's the, the next stage of accountability. So the first one's right from wrong. The next stage is good from bad. Good from bad. So you can actually do what's, you can know what's right. So for example, telling a lie is wrong. Telling the truth is right. But Cameron, can you think of times when telling the truth may not be good? Mm, well, maybe not good from a selfish perspective, but um, really on the long run. Ever, ever been to a surprise birthday party? Yes. Have you ever met the person who was going to be the focal point of the surprise birthday party yes. before the party? Yes. Have they ever asked you, so what's been happening? Yes. Did you say, well, I've been working on a surprise birthday party for you? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Why not, Cameron? <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> because it's not always good to say everything. So you learn the next stage of accountability, and this is where parents, I laugh because when we were raising our children, you know, you teach them this first stage, right from wrong. Always tell the truth. Don't tell a lie. You take them into a social context. And, you know, my, my three-year-old Tyrone points up at a roar of the large lady and just declares... Oh, dear. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to, yeah, yeah. It's happened to many parents. And then you have to take your child aside and go, hey, don't do that. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do that. Oh, boy. And, and, and the child looks at you like, what? I, did I do something wrong? No, no, no. You didn't do something. Well, you didn't do something. And you have to explain that the next stage of accountability is doing what's good and sometimes doing what's good it, 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 it you have to understand that that you that there's a social context 
to life as well. So, you know, someone sings a song and they say, so what did you think? (laughs) And they were terrible. And what do you say? You, You can say something that's right and good rather than just right. Yeah. Yeah. And now, if you watch these talent shows, oftentimes, uh, especially the British ones, oftentimes the judges will say what's right. Yes. Well, one of the things I'm appreciating about The Voice, which is on at the moment, is that most of the judges are saying not only what's right, but they're also saying what's right and good. Because they mm. might say something yeah. like this. Someone has perhaps done a song and they were off-key or mm, out of tune or whatever it is. And they'll say something like this. You know, I love your passion. Your passion is ex- is just really, really good. And I think with a, with a bit more work and a few more years, you're going to be a really excellent singer. Now, what have they actually said, Cameron? Well, they've encouraged them. They've actually they've encouraged them. They've some said, good points. They've actually said, right now, you're not a very good singer. But listen yeah. to the way they've said it. They've said it in a way that's it's right. Potentially, it's, you it's could true. be a that's good right. singer. Correct, yeah. correct. So they've done something good. And this is where we learn that next stage of accountability. Now, parents have to do this with their children. Some children who go through life without the blessing and the privilege of disciplining parents, disciplinarian parents, will not benefit from this. And a dads bring an aspect of this. Mums bring a different aspect of it. That's why every child needs, really needs, the and benefits from the different roles that a, a dad and a mum bring to the equation. So we we underst- we begin to understand that that we're accountable to do what's good. And look, when you get married, every husband will discover that that oftentimes we we kind of just linger around the right and wrong deal. And our wives help us to get to the good and bad deal. So, for you know, there's that ad for, uh, you know, uh, Cadbury's Favourites or whatever it is. Not a station sponsor yet. And <laughs> they, you know, there's there's the husband and wife. And the wife says, oh, we've been in... Uh, or they bump into someone and says, oh, you should come over for a barbecue. Oh, and don't bring a thing. Oh, and the, hus- and the husband goes, yeah, yeah. oh, sweet. <laughs> And, and the wife says, we so need to bring something. And he goes, yeah, 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 we so do. And it, it, there's a complete turnaround because what she, what he's doing is hearing the right and wrong. You don't need to bring anything. Okay, so I'll be in the right if we don't bring anything. And they, okay, mm. he gets that. And the wife is realizing, yes, but there's another stage of interaction here that, to which we're accountable. And it's not just to do the right. It's to do the right and the good. And the good is we need to bring something. And, of course, right behind them, strategically placed, product placement is a great big display of Cadbury's (laughs) favourites. Okay, so that's an example where husbands have to be taught by their wives, hang on, you can't wear your thongs to a wedding, you know. um, Anyway, so there's... That's the second stage. Let's come back after this next music break, Cameron, and we're going to talk about the next two, and there's one more bonus one if we get time I'll bring in as well, but there's these four stages, and they're progressive stages as we're seeing, of accountability that will help someone to reach their potential and be all that God has created you to be. 
Cool. We'll be back soon here on YFM. It's now uh, 9.16. Three. Yeah, yeah. And again, accountability is that thing that the military use, the most successful businesses use, and the most successful families use, and the most successful people are subject to. So there's a natural bent in every one of us to reject being accountable we don't like being accountable there's so many things in life that you'll discover are really really good for you but you really really don't want (laughs) you know like how many times have i come home and and i've i've had an early start maybe a 4 a.m start and you know and i come home and it's 10 p.m and then i've still got another couple of hours of work ahead of me at home to do and I'm thinking, oh man, I haven't. I've I've been sitting most of the day. I've had such a sedentary day. This is not good. I need to do, you know, I need to do half an hour of walking. I need to do, you know, push-ups. I need to do some weight. I need to do something just to, just to get the muscles moving. And yet I'm tired and I don't want to. And now I'm hungry and that packet of chips is just there, you know. <laughs> and yet I know that if I do, that's not good for me. And it's, it's, a, it's an example of how many things in life we know that it's actually good. It's actually good for us, but... Isn't it amazing when we're really hungry, though? We, we, we're hungry for the things that are not so good for us. Yeah, because it's easy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Is. It's it just is. so easy. So we... <laughs> yeah, all right. So accountability. This is, and <laughs> I, and I say it because, yeah, because well, we're, not, we're not really off track because what, what, what's going to happen now is I'm going to mention two more, and this is where it's going to get really... This is where the biggest pushback begins to happen because people don't get it. You know, right from wrong, that's easy to get. And we may not like that. In fact, you know, there are times when we will always try and do what's wrong and get away yeah. with it. As I was, yeah. ta- I was talking with someone on the weekend and, and, and I, I said, look, is, it, it, they had come from a foreign country where Christianity was potentially illegal. And I said, is it illegal? And they said, only if you get caught. Okay, right. And and I realised, hey, this human nature thing, this is universal, isn't it? You know, it's not. You don't have to live in the Middle East to think it's only illegal if you get caught. You can live in Tasmania and think it's only illegal if you get caught. And so, human nature is that we always try and get away with as much as we can. So, right and wrong, that's relatively easy. Good and bad, yeah, it takes a little bit more work, but eventually, you can understand the difference between good and bad when to say something to someone and when not the the next one that's this is where it starts to get difficult and it's the difference between wise and unwise not even necessarily the difference between wise and foolish it's it's not that obvious sometimes it's just wise and unwise so let's let's come back to someone who's just done a song and they and they're off key. They're out of tune. They're out of beat. They they um they they're really bad, really really bad. And they say, so what did you think of that? Now to be right, you would say you were off key. You were out of tune. You were out of beat. That's right. But to be right and good, you would say something like. 
boy, you really love what you're doing, don't you? I can see you've got a lot of passion for what you're doing. And I reckon if you keep going with the amount of passion you've got, you will you will really go far. All right. So what if what if we throw in an unwise comment? An unwise comment might be something like, "Boy, you've got a lot of passion for this, and you know, with your passion, you could really do something." But I here's the unwise comment. But I don't think anyone could help you get there. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Now that just might be unwise because what what's going to happen here is you, the un. This is where wisdom, wisdom actually requires a little bit more information, and the information is, what 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 is this person like? Where's this person come from? What's their background story? What what have you what what have you discovered that you know eighteen months ago this person had had a psychological disorder where they hadn't spoken for the last five years. Now they're singing. And it's not great. Mm, yeah. But does that change the way we might speak to them about their potential as a singer? I, I think it would. Yeah, I, I think, I think it would. So. And, and yeah. I think we would say something like, boy, you have come a long way. Wow, that is impressive. And I think with that level of passion, you could do really well. Here's the wisdom. I think if you got a singing teacher, you could actually get there. There's the wisdom. So knowing that people are going to do that to us, they're going to come up and say, you know, Cameron, I know what you did was right, and I know that in most contexts that's good, but I think that was unwise. Now, what what's someone doing if they say that to you? They're holding you accountable. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't want to reach your potential, you will say to them, who do you think you are to talk to me like that? You'll say something like, how dare you be so judgmental? Stop being judging, which is ironic because you've had to form a judgment to know, mm, to yeah, think that they're yeah. doing that to you. But, you, see, this is where wisdom is often misunderstood when someone is sharing something that's an aspect of wisdom, holding you accountability, not on the basis of right and wrong, which some people think is the only form of accountability, not on the basis of good and bad. Again, some people understand that that, yeah, that's the next level, but on a wisdom, a, a, a not wisdom, <laughs> account, level of accountability. So, Someone comes up and says, you know what you did then? I don't think you should have done that. And you're thinking, but I didn't do anything wrong. In fact, what I did, I reckon, was quite good. But what they're seeing is, yeah, that might all be true, but it wasn't wise that you did it. And this is this is where we now start to separate the 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 leader of the pack from the peloton. This is where if people get this level of accountability they will thrive and flourish as a person but it is by far so far the most difficult level of accountability to be held accountable to so for example in a christian context uh, for example young people we, we as followers of christ live by a completely different set of standards to people in the world we we regard relationships as sacred we don't think of them as merely social we think of them as sacred so we we guard relationships particularly the the institutions that i've mentioned marriage and family we we regard those ones as absolutely sacred 
And so for a married man to be alone with another woman may not be wrong, may even be good that he's doing it because, you know, he may be providing someone with a meal or something, but it, may, it, it, it almost certainly is really unwise, really unwise. So what if I, as a pastor, see a man, married man in my church, who's having lunch with a, a woman who's not his wife on his own in a public place where everyone's seeing him, and I say to him afterwards, hey, blogs, um, <clears throat> I noticed you were having a lunch with um, uh, that, that uh, blogette lady um, over there uh, yesterday. Um, what, what, what was that all that about? And he said, oh, well, you know, just, you know, work colleague, I just um, took her out for lunch. And, and if I said, hey, I, I don't think you should do that, he may hear that comment, which is an accountability comment, by the way, as a right and wrong comment, as if I'm accusing him of doing something wrong. And he might really get his back up and go, huh, who are you to tell me what I can and can't do? He may hear it as good and bad. You've done something very naughty, very bad. And again, get his back up. But if he's wise, he'll hear that as a statement of wisdom that's said to him with the, with the motivation of, of trying to protect him, trying to keep him safe, trying to guard him. And most people... Most people easily do not get that, Cameron. And that, but that's yeah. the yeah. that's the third stage of accountability. Here's the fourth stage of accountability. It's loving or unloving. So let's run through this. You could do something that's right. You could do something that's good. You could do something that's wise, but you can do it in a very unloving way, and you could be held accountable for that, and really push back because again. You're hearing someone accuse you of doing something wrong, and they're not. You're hearing someone accusing you of doing something that's bad, and they're not. You're hearing someone accuse you of doing something that was unwise, and they're not. What they're saying is this fourth stage of accountability. It could be when some of the ladies in the church come up to a young lady in in the church and say, hey, you know, wearing the see-through top with, you know, a low v-neck is is not appropriate and if that girl hears those ladies saying uh you're you're doing something wrong she's mishearing what they're saying you're doing something bad she's mishearing you're doing something unwise which it may be but she may be mishearing but if if they hear her if 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 she can hear them saying that they're that we love you and we think this is the most this is the most loving piece of advice we can give you now you you need to be a bit more modest in how you dress now i'm just using that as an example and that's the final stage of accountability um generally there's one more stage but which we've run out of time for but those four stages you can see cameron by the time we get to that final stage of basic accountability loving unloving it becomes very very difficult for people to hear it very very difficult for people to accept it but the ones that do end up flourishing they end up having the greatest chance of reaching their potential cameron i hope that this has helped people and perhaps it's helped children perhaps it's helped parents especially people who are involved in 
working with people. This talk will be uploaded onto our website a bit later today and you'll be able to get this at wayfm.org.au slash download and you'll see our programs there as well. Um, just a reminder to those people in business, we, we are going to be, if you employ people, we're going to be contacting you and inviting you to the Grow Your Business presentation. And uh, don't forget on the website, uh, you'll be able to order how you like your coffee as well. We've got a choice of about a dozen different coffees there that you can select from or different types of tea as well. So have a look at that. Seats are filling up fast and we want people to be aware of this. So thank you uh, again for all those listeners and supporters who keep supporting us in the various ways they do. Thank you to our sponsors who continue to sponsor on YFM and I'll be back next Wednesday, Cameron. Thank you, coffee connoisseur, uh, Andrew Corbett. <laughs> Dr. Andrew, yeah, as you said, will be back next week. I hope you enjoyed this morning's uh, subject. I certainly did.